The CDC continues to shamelessly try and gaslight black people. And I'm going to rant about that today. You're listening to the Propaganda Reports Drive Time News Blast. I'm Brad Binkley, and I want to start today by talking about something that I was alerted to just before I started recording, which was a tweet that was sent out by the director of the CDC talking about the Tuskegee experiments. It's apparently, or it was, I guess yesterday, the 50th anniversary of the ending of the Tuskegee experiments, which they only ended when a whistleblower revealed to the public what they were actually doing, the atrocities that the CDC was committing on those unknowing subjects. That's why it ended. It could very well still be going on today had a whistleblower not exposed them. So they're celebrating being exposed 50 years ago by a whistleblower. And I'm going to put the tweet up on screen here. It's from the official CDC director account, and the director is Rochelle Wolinski. Okay, you see it up on screen there. She tweeted out, This year marks the 50th anniversary of the end of the Tuskegee syphilis study. Tomorrow, I will be joined by colleagues and hashtag public health leaders as we honor the 623 African-American men, their suffering and sacrifice, and our commitment to ethical research and practice. A lot of audacity in that tweet right there. She went on to follow that tweet up with one earlier today. Let me get that one up on screen. That said, I joined the many to reflect on the untreated syphilis study at Tuskegee. We honored the 623 African-American men who were the subjects of the study and acknowledged their pain and that of their families. Their legacy lives on today, and their stories and history must never be forgotten. Okay, so I agree. Their stories must never be forgotten. Although I find it a bit interesting that a statement like that comes from the director of the CDC who conducted the Tuskegee experiments and did not willingly say what they were doing and stop the program. They were exposed and forced to stop because of the outrage. I also find a tweet like this interesting coming from the CDC director because the CDC, along with the Biden administration, the NIH and other federal government health related organizations and propaganda, war propaganda, advertisings, the ad council that worked with the government through all of this. They spent a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of resources the past couple of years attempting to rewrite history, the history of what happened during the untreated syphilis study at Tuskegee, as she calls it, in their attempt to try and gaslight black people into just shutting up with their concerns about trusting the government And just take the jab already. Just take the vaccine and shut up. Just do what your government overlords tell you to do. Trust them. You must. Who cares about the history, what they did in the past at Tuskegee? I did a show on this specifically in the midst of the pandemic when they were laying this propaganda directed right at black people on heavy. We'll roll out some black people because you'll trust them more instead of Dr. Fauci and they'll tell you to just bow down and take the jab. I mean, that's, that's their tactic. Try to get to local leaders, African-Americans that they're more willing to trust. And you'll see when you dive into the Tuskegee experiment that they did the exact same thing there to manipulate people and, and destroy their lives, essentially. I did an entire show based on this with documents and quotes and old newspaper archives that showed 
what these doctors conducting the study at the CDC said and what their goals were and stuff like that. And I'm going to rehash some of that now. I don't have the stuff, the documents on me. I'm pretty much going from the notes that I jotted down because I got so irritated with that tweet that I just showed you. First of all, let's be clear about something here. These 623 black men that she speaks of, they did not just voluntarily agree to be part of some study called the untreated syphilis study. They weren't given informed consent and presented with the opportunity of a lifetime to which they responded by saying, you know, that sounds like a great idea. I'd love to be a part of a study that would require me to just have syphilis and never get it treated while you, the CDC, monitors and watches what it does to my body while you collect data as it ravages my insides for the rest of my life, leaving me blind, deaf, collapsing all of my internal organs, driving me mentally insane, and ultimately killing me dead. That sounds like a study I'd like to be part of. I'm in anything to help out the old CDC. That's not how this went down at all. There was no informed consent. These men had no idea that they were subjects being studied by CDC doctors as part of a 40-year syphilis study, the goals of which are perhaps best expressed by one of the doctors involved in the study who was quoted as saying, and I'm going from memory, but I put the exact quote on that previous show that I did, and I'll find it, and I'll, I'll put on Twitter something when I find it. But he said something like that what he wanted was to see the ravaged corpses of the subjects the CDC was studying so that they could see the full effect that untreated syphilis has on the human body of someone that it has plagued for decades until they died. They didn't kill them. They didn't inject them with the syphilis. They just identified the people that had it, and then they made sure that for the rest of their lives, they were never treated, despite the fact that treatment that was effective was developed while they were in the study. They prevented them from getting it. More on that here in a minute. They had no idea that they were participating in such a study, which was secretly titled the Tuskegee, she leaves out part of the title, the name of the study here. It's actually called, the full title is the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis and the Negro Male. That's the part she left out of her tweet there. And not only that, most of these subjects whose untreated syphilis was being monitored by the CDC didn't even know that they had syphilis. They had no idea they had syphilis. Why? Well, that's because the doctors never told them that they had syphilis. In fact, they intentionally kept that information from them because the whole purpose of the study was to find black guys who had syphilis and then closely watch them and document the horrible things that it does to their body if left completely untreated, if allowed to run its natural course for the rest of their lives until it kills them. Leaving their corpses exactly how the CDC doctor that I talked about a moment ago, one of them, ravaged by unchecked syphilis. That's what the CDC did. That's how they got the data they wanted. And to get that data, they had to find some black guys who had the condition. As I mentioned, they had to do a screening. And they had to make sure that for the rest of their lives, these guys never received any actual treatment for their condition that they could have been successfully treated with they were prevented from ever getting anywhere near that treatment because that's what they had to do for their study to be successful. If somebody were treated, then it would blow the whole study up. I mean, how many years might they have wasted on one person? Imagine they're 10 years into studying, 10 years, 25% 
of the way into this 40-year study, and this prick goes out and gets treated for syphilis, and he gets a lot better. I mean, that would just blow up the CDC's entire study, waste all of our taxpayer money, which I'm sure this was spent on, or the taxpayers who were alive back then. You can't have that happen. You can't let them get treated. The CDC was protecting the syphilis, not the people that it was infecting. I think this is a violation of the Hippocratic Oath, if, if, I, if I do. I do, believe, I do believe that's the case. Making sure that they were never treated for it is part of the reason why they never told them that they had it. Because if they knew they had syphilis, they might come across a private doctor who they tell that to, who does an examination of them and says, uh, you're not actually being treated for this. And then they might end up being treated. They cannot have that happen, so they figured it's best to not even let them know that they have it. But before they could do this, before they could conceal this diagnosis from these people, they had to find these subjects, these subjects who they were literally plotting to watch suffer for the next four decades until they die without intervening to help when they could or letting anyone else who could help intervene either. They're like blocking people off saying, no, 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 no. Let them slowly die. We're getting really good data. So they had to find the subjects, and they had to figure out a way to get them to be a part of a program that no one in their right mind would ever agree to be a part of if they were told the truth about what it was. Which means that from the inception of this study, telling the truth was off the table. Completely remove it. It'll be lie, lie, lie the entire way, and that's what they did. They lied about everything for 40 years, and here's how they found their test subjects, who the CDC director in this little picture here, they're reflecting upon the subjects and their pain and their stories must not be forgotten. I've heard the stories they tell about Tuskegee. They tell lies about it. They try and gaslight black people and make them think that it's different now without actually providing any evidence that anything is actually different. In fact, using the same tactics to manipulate them now as they used to get them in the, into the Tuskegee project or, uh, experiment and keep them there back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and, and whatever. So they lured these guys in on the promise of free health care, a free health care screening, free, along with free medical treatment. So you get screened. If you're found to have a problem, we'll treat you for free. Come on by the tent, the CDC government doctor tent, and they put these offers on flyers, which they posted around the Macon County, Alabama area. Here's what the flyer said. There it is on screen there. It starts off by saying, colored people, do you have bad blood? Free blood test, free treatment by county health department and government doctors. <laughs> wow, is that some over-the-top propaganda there? I'm going to go see a government doctor today. Dr. Fauci, government doctor. Then it says, you may feel well and still have bad blood. Come and bring all your family. It, it, this is just like the vaccine appeals. You know, except they, instead of, peop, instead of colored people, it, it probably said people of color. And they probably offered you a donut as well. Maybe a prostitute. A syphilis-free prostitute. So that's how they lured them in. Because at that time, bad blood was something that Locals, it was a local term that people in the area, African Americans, attributed a bunch of different diseases or sicknesses. And they believed it was something called bad blood. 
Bad blood, I don't think, was ever an official diagnosis of anything. It was a, a, a cultural thing down there that the doctors knew was a cultural thing. And they knew that black men specifically feared getting bad blood because they believed bad blood to be the leading cause of death among black men in that area. So they played off of that fear of having bad blood and said, you better come get screened. You might have it even if you don't feel anything. You might have asymptomatic bad blood. Better come on. Does that remind you of any propaganda messaging? Because I remember similar messaging being used when it comes to the vaccine or it comes to COVID. Yeah, they use the same tactics, tried and true, throughout history. So why not get a free screening for bad blood? It's free. What's the harm? After enticing them with fear and freebies, those who tested positive for syphilis were then told that they tested positive for bad blood. And that's when they were told, hey, well, you know what? Good news. We're also going to give you free medical care to treat that bad blood. It's your lucky day. And so the regular scheduled appointments for the treatment of bad blood began. So what they did at these appointments, they start treating them, giving them medicine, medicine that is a placebo that does absolutely nothing. They, they gave them a course of placebos every time they came in to make them think they were being treated, when in reality, the only reason they were there was not to be treated. They were there so that the government doctors could monitor and track the continued progress that syphilis was doing to their body. But all of that's not enough. They had to go further, which meant that they had to, for the entirety of this thing, make sure that these subjects never ended up with a private physician that was not CDC controlled, who happened to diagnose them correctly and say, oh my gosh, a treatment is now available that can help you. Let's start treating this and take care of it. That would blow up the entire study. So they had to organize basically an operation to control these guys' lives for 40 years. They had to keep up the illusion for a long, long time. There's quotes. There's a book. That you can hear what some, most of them are dead now. But these guys talk about how they just kept going to these appointments and these doctors, these government doctors, just kept telling them, that they got bad blood and they need to continue getting treated for it. Think about how awful and evil that is. And here we have the CDC acting as some ethical, institutional, authoritative organization. I mean, this is the organization we were told was the main source, them and John Hopkins University and Dr. Fauci, of who we should trust without question during the pandemic about COVID, what we should do, the vaccine and all that. Black people who were vaccine hesitant were absolutely correct to be. So doing this was not the only part of this process because they, while they could get them in there and make them think they were treating them for something else, keep them in the dark about what they actually had, they also had to make sure that they didn't happen upon a private doctor in whatever circumstance who happens to diagnose them accurately and say, hey, you have syphilis. Wow, there's this new development out, this new medication that can effectively treat you and we can get you feeling a lot better. Let's go ahead and start you on some treatment. They, can, they, they need to make sure that that did not happen. So how did they do that? How did the CDC prevent their subjects from getting actual treatment for this condition for four decades? It's pretty simple. They went straight to 
the doctors of their subjects in their local communities, the, the black doctors, the general practitioners who the people they were studying trusted and would occasionally go to when necessary. The CDC simply reached out to them and they said, hey, you want to work with the CDC? We have a job offer for you. We need you to be a part of this experiment. And all you have to do is when your patient comes in, you're going to notice something very obvious. You're going to notice that they're being ravaged by syphilis. And what are you going to do? You're not going to tell them. You're going to just look the other way and you're going to make sure you never, ever give them any treatment for it. Here's a little bit of cash. And that's not all. They took it a a step further and they recruited a local nurse named Eunice Rivers, a black woman, again, so that they would trust her, who would basically become the handler of these subjects for the entirety of the program for like 40 years. It's crazy. The same woman handled all of them. And her job was to drive a car to the men's houses as a nice car. It actually had government doctors, an emblem or something weird on it. It's real Orwellian type stuff. To pick them up, to bring them food, to have nice conversation with them, to make them feel good, to become a trusted person in their lives who they would never question, who they always believed acted in their best interest. And she would pick them up. She would take them to these doctor visits and she would run interference when one of the subjects happened to visit a private doctor who wasn't controlled and she would make sure that they never received any of the treatment that could help them. All the while, they think this is some loving old nurse who gets them, understands them, and would do anything for them. This was all ordered by the CDC. They include a lot of this information on their website because they had to admit it later. Clinton apologized for it. The CDC pretends to apologize for it, but they only stopped because they were exposed. And one of the most extraordinary quotes that is on the CDC timeline, they published this themselves, talking about this time period and this strategy for tracking these subjects. They said this, they said, and I quote, the decision was made to follow the men until death, you know, because they couldn't take a chance of their syphilis being treated because they needed those syphilis ravaged corpses that they wanted so badly. And they implemented this plan and they used African-Americans, black people to manipulate black people the exact same way they did during the COVID vaccine propaganda campaign. It's crazy. And part of that campaign they were doing was, hey, black people, these Russian propagandists are trying to use the Tuskegee experiment to create vaccine hesitancy among you, which is going to cause you and your people to die. Those guys are so racist. We, the CDC, we're here to help you and you need to trust us because things are different now. And then they would roll out a black celebrity or or all these people. I I played a bunch of the commercials from the ad council that they did, and they were extraordinary. They were gaslighting on what actually happened with Tuskegee. There was at one point in time when Biden started conflating the Tuskegee airmen, the World War II pilots, with the Tuskegee experiment to try and... I, I think what they were trying to do was create positive associations around that word Tuskegee because negative associations around it are what existed and and were dominant in the black community, and I think in in most of the country. So they were trying to change that. It was was a total gaslighting campaign, extraordinarily, that continues right now to this day 
at the CDC. And this is not to mention the last kind of really important fact that I'm going to talk about here when it comes to this story is by not telling these guys that they had syphilis, the doctors stood by idly and watched them go home knowing that they might be having sex with their wife or girlfriend or whoever, that they might be sexually active, meaning these doctors knew these guys were going to go home and potentially spread syphilis to the people they slept with, which they did. And they, the doctors did nothing to stop it. In fact, in part of the conversations between the doctors that I found, they talked about how they were fine with that because that would enable them to track and trace. Remember that? Track and trace COVID? To track and trace how syphilis spread in the African-American community. And here's some statistics on that. And this is what the CDC admits. So the numbers are probably actually a lot higher. Throughout the course of the experiments, 28 people died directly from syphilis. 100 people died from complications related to syphilis. We know how they do these numbers, too. They, they totally just minimize them any way they can. 40 patients, or 40 of the patients' wives were infected with syphilis. 19 children born from the patients and their wives were born with congenital syphilis. They knew this would happen, and they were okay with this happening because they thought that their collection of data around what syphilis does to people was more important than the lives of these black men and their children and their wives and their community. Man, if you look at some of these pictures of these kids that have congenital syphilis or people have syphilis, it's, it's hard to look at. It's sad. They were okay with that at the CDC. So this program, this 40 year long program of atrocities, was finally ended after a whistleblower went to the press and exposed everything. So when you see tweets like the one from the CDC director, which I showed you earlier, that says stuff like, we're going to honor the 623 African-American men. They're suffering and they're sacrifice. They're sacrifice. They didn't know. They didn't choose to make that sacrifice. It was forced upon them. And then they say, our commitments to ethical research and practice. And And then when you see tweets that say that casually from the CDC, refer to the title, not all the way, but refer to this experiment as the untreated syphilis study. It's a very saw, that's lipstick on a pig, right? On a pig from hell right there is what that is. And then they tell us, the person reading the tweet, that the stories of these people, these men, they must never be forgotten. Make sure you remember the story that I just told you, because the one that they're going to tell you not to forget is going to be a lot different. They're going to put lipstick on a satanic pig when they tell the story. And one more thing, the Tuskegee experiments were done in collaboration with Tuskegee University. It was then called Tuskegee, the Tuskegee Institute, which is a historically black college and university in Alabama, reinforcing again the tactic of enlisting trusted black individuals and black institutions in this case, to be the lead propagandists, the lead manipulators, deceivers, coercing them into doing something that is awful for them that they would never choose to do, that no human being would choose to do. That's awful. A black university, historically black university, was a partner on this whole atrocity. Money transcends identity politics and race. If everybody realized that identity politics and this racial division and all this stuff that they use to divide us and make us look at each other and fight with each other was designed 
to prevent us from together uniting and looking at them and realizing they are the problem, then I think the world would be a lot better place because that is what they are afraid of the most, that we stop quibbling and realize who the actual problem is. One more thing to add to that list of things to remember is that while the Tuskegee experiments were going on, one of the doctors involved also led what was called the Guatemala syphilis experiments, which doctors from both John Hopkins University and the Rockefeller Foundation were involved in. Doctors that sat on the board of both of those organizations. Now, this study, they had a benefit that they didn't have while conducting the Tuskegee experiments. And that benefit was that the study was conducted in Guatemala, another country, a country where they were not bound by the laws and the the rights of individuals in this country. They could just abuse them endlessly, which they did. They could throw human rights worries out the window since they were conducting this one on people in another country. And what they did during this experiment is the doctors infected various impoverished groups, including, but not limited to, sex workers, orphans, inmates of mental hospitals, and prisoners with syphilis and gonorrhea and C-H-A-N-C-R-O-I-D. I don't know what that is. And they did it without informed consent of the subjects. I don't know why that, they threw that last line in there. Like, what, had they said they infected orphans, inmates, sex workers, people in mental hospitals and prisoners with syphilis and gonorrhea, but it's okay. They had informed consent. I think the uninformed consent is implied there. But thank you for being clear in the description that I'm reading here. Which brings me to my final point on the story. While the pandemic was going on, and as you know, John Hopkins University was one of the ones who conducted the Event 201, was one of the authoritative sources we were to never question and always trust. They were actually involved in a lawsuit that was brought by the family members of the victims of the Guatemala syphilis experiments, one that was seeking a billion dollars in damages. The Rockefeller Foundation was also one of the people who were being sued, one of the organizations being sued by these victims' families. I don't know how that turned out because it got stalled in the courts because of the pandemic. I just found it to be a little bit ironic that the same organization we were told to never question and always trust was being sued by family members of people who doctors from that organization literally decades earlier intentionally infected with syphilis and gonorrhea so they could watch how it destroys their body and collect data on it while not letting anybody treat them. Trust these guys. I do find it hopeful that the responses to the tweet that the CDC director made were all bashing her. That tells me that, one, Twitter's a little better than it used to be, although I don't trust Elon Musk very much. But two, that people are aware of this. And, of course, calling it out on Twitter isn't just enough, I think. I think it's something that we have to continue to remember mainly because the same tactics, the same techniques, as I mentioned, are being used on us right now that they used on all of these people. Like we think that we can look into the past and see that and think, oh, we would never fall for that. But actually, yes, a lot of people have fallen for the same tricks. So we have to continue to remind ourselves and each other how they manipulate us when they ambush people, the public, and they attempt to overwhelm them with shame and fear and get them to just take something without questioning it and without explaining and providing actual evidence to support it. When they do those things, it's in our best interest to step back and say, I'm not doing anything that you tell me to do when you're doing it like this. If it is actually helpful, then they should be okay with people waiting. But 
That's not the goal. The goal is to collect data. The goal is to put the vaccine out there to jab as many people as possible so they can watch what it does to people's bodies. They're doing the same thing right now. Collect all of the data and then refine whatever superhuman life extension technology they're trying to perfect using us as guinea pigs. It took a bit of a different turn there with the end of wrapping up that story. I didn't intend to spend basically the entire time on that story, but I kind of did. And you know what? We're going to just go ahead and wrap up the drive time news blast right there and move on in to the DMB XR where we'll talk about some stuff that's a little bit lighter, you know, like what's up with all the talk of anti-Semitism or World War III? Not really. I'm going to avoid both of those topics actually in the DMB XR and talk about what not to do if you ever get arrested in Key West, Florida. And some other weird, strange things that are a little bit more lighthearted. So we'll have some fun. If you want to get access to that Drive Time News Blast XR content, that is the subscriber-only portion of the show. You can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. What you will get along with the subscriber-only portion of the show is you will get this show, the Drive Time News Blast, ad-free, combined into one RSS feed with the XR. So one continuous show, no commercial breaks. Take out the commercials for the subscribers, and you can pop that private RSS feed into just about any podcast app where you listen to your podcast. So check that out, patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you all for listening. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy December. I think it's December 1st, right? Happy December.